man walks and he speaks, and every word warps in the wind in the street. See an old man and woman with hands in big pockets, and heads crouched on shoulders like parrots. Turn, and see sky, pink as a dog rose, a can in a brown bag lying on black grass. See pylons and wires on sunset like skeletons of cinder. I'm just a poor wayfaring stranger traveling through this world of woe but there's no sickness or no danger a man walks and he speaks, a man walks, every word he speaks in the wind in the street. And every word warps in the wind in the street. Pass a sign. Read. Open. 24 hours. Read. Nursing. See pink fish scales and smell fish. Fresh water fish. See woman in chairs having haircuts. Smell sweet fat. See a woman in a crumpled shirt move. See four cars swing. Car, 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 car. See a girl with a brown monkey held in her arms. Read, invest in Hackney. I'm just a boy, bearing stranger, traveling through. Outside Albion Drive, right opposite the school near Queensbridge Road, where I live in Hackney, mm. and I come out round about this time every morning to walk a short circuit, kind of crank the gears slowly into motion, and I work about ten yards from where I sleep. But by undertaking this walk, I seem to have gone into the world briefly and realigned all my compass bearings, and uh, everything feels just about right. It's just a scratch around a circuit of the mind which takes in all the different conditions locally of busy part of Hackney, then London Fields, then across Mare Street and Victoria Park and back along a canal so I get to see wildlife, get to see how the plants are changing in gardens, get to see strange bits of human behaviour, 
get to see people scurrying off to work and you know, just generally get a sense of work. We are at Palm 2, which is the closest shop to where I live, and it's sort of my centre of access when it comes down to Hackney. All walks begin at my local shop. Where are we now? We're outside London Fields Station, and just walking along by the arches, hearing a train move above us on the line. There's a man with his finger in his mouth in a car. Just past a man holding a teacup by the rim. Those small details which somehow hook you and hold you. I start with these observations and I think as I, as I walk beyond a certain point the observations take their own form. It's a constant source of inspiration. It's like walking through a garden. Look at that building, look at that. I mean, that is the most incredible building. The house we're coming up to with cracked windows, the house of the owl man. This is a man who's filled his house with wild birds, birds of prey, and came into the house as a squatter, sort of 15, 20 years ago and he's been living here. You can see the windows are broken and it's a kind of strange, gothic-looking house. See a golden cup in See a golden cup in an alcove. See a driver leaning on a steering wheel, all crouched in a man-sized cab at the front of the bus. A door opens and a foil wrapper slides across paving. See a man lifting up a glass of beer from a square mat. He laughs. He laughs. Tight way. Tight way. writer needs to be in touch with the world around them, you know. And whatever gets you there, you know, whatever buzzes your buttons, you know what I mean? I mean, for me, it is walking. It is this walk. This is part of me being in touch with my world. Walking I see as my studio, in effect, <laughs> the environment when I'm walking. Some people have, some artists have studios, some writers have desks. And I see my studio and desk as the walk and the notebook. They're absolutely practices which can't be divided, the, the writing and the walking. I mean, you know, I don't think of them as separate things at all. Writing is just the accident of sitting at a desk and putting it out on a paper. It's like a person, isn't it, an area? 
It's like the earth is one person, you know, the more you walk, the more all of its sort of lines, as it gets a little bit older and it creaks and its posture, you start to get to know it. It's like getting to know a person, yeah. Like getting to know a person. buttered crumpets about a mile up there. I don't know where it was coming from when I was looking. And it made me feel like we should be having afternoon tea. <laughs> going down to Primark. And then after Primark, I'm going to Tesco. I'm walking all around the shopping area now. Leave the squirrels. All right, you two. You two, leave him. Sorry about that, mate. Good girls, off you go, go on. I'm always walking as far as I can go. You think about so many different things. Yes, plenty liquid tarts come to me. Yes, plenty liquid tarts. Yes, plenty liquid tarts. <laughs> yes. I set this vampire story around here about a girl whose dad is a vampire and he lives in the um, cemetery just down church. It's quite flirtatious walking as well. Great. Grace, if you could ever, if you could ever have a bite of any apple, would it be uh, Adam's apple? Well, I just try and like take on characters sometimes. I've been uh, pretending to be a Frenchman today. Even though I can't even speak French, I pretend that I can. Not running, but I'm making sure that I walk fast so that my toe doesn't touch the floor. I walk fast. About 10 minutes, then I'll, I'll start jogging a bit. Boys who've got a lot of confidence normally walk with their chest out. People have like, I don't know, like, slant, like, like their the own individual, individual like walk. Like. I, I just walk confident like, like, with my head forward. Swagger. Yeah. Swagger. yeah. I went barefoot for a year from the ages of 16 to 17. I wanted to shock people. I wanted to discover another sense of myself you know you feel like a sixth sense you you have another contact with the world you you start to understand warmth of tarmac and pavement and different kinds of concrete hold heat in different ways and the foot is quite an amazing thing you know flexible and you can walk on gravel and your foot will will calibrate to all the hundreds of different levels of every single pebble. You know, it's quite an extraordinary experience to go through and uh, all anybody could say to me was, I bet you can't do that in the snow. I'm running my stick along the railings and listening to the sound. A city is made up of practices. The city is a kind of living tissue of cells 
the, the, the speech of our footsteps, the, the, the generative grammar of, of, our, of our walking. We generate the city through the itineraries that, that we choose to, uh, to make and, and carve out through the city. I mean, people trace a lot of this stuff back to the idea of the flaneur, late 19th century decadence, and it was taken up again in the kind of surrealist strolls. And then, of course, you had the Situationist International, or the Letterists before them, Letterist International, interested in ideas of urbanism and how you might remake the environment and the derive or the drift, which is where you just walk around and see what you encounter. But the secret of the, the derive or the drift was that you got blind drunk and then you could really let the uh, unconscious solitations of the architecture draw you forward and find different quarters of the city. But I've been drinking coffee, which is kind of the opposite, opposite effect of alcohol. The crowd is his element, as the air is that of the birds and the water of fishes. His passion and his profession have become one flesh with the crowd. For the perfect planeur, for a passionate spectator, it is an immense joy to set up house in the heat of the multitude. The sweet sound of Hackney. You know, there's all sorts of things. I've even slept down here about 25, 26 years ago on the canal. You don't get a lot of sleep. Uh, See some nice rats if you're into rats. shaped candles on a table, each flame floating above its wick. Each wick threaded blackly, each like a single stop together. See houses and trees in the dark amber light of a street light. Cross sunken space like a gorge with railway lines. Pass a man wearing a black tie under the light of a shop. Right now, it feels like the sense of melting, like, a, you know, maybe walking is the act of melting, utterly being fluid within your environment. You just, off you go, you drift, you, be, you become as if on a stream, either of energy or of memory, and that carries you right across London. Father 
cold so I just need to get home <laughs> I'm just thinking like I really want to get home right now It's getting quite dark now and I'm walking with my daughter who's fallen asleep on my shoulder. It's cold, it's winter time and as we're walking the anxiety sets in to get her home on time just to be safe in a warm place. flats so yeah I done my uh, little route from Kingsland Basin back home to uh, Bethnal Green when I lived here in the 80s and uh, now there's nothing here it's a bit of a mile end park a bit of a dead bit this is it this this is this is your unknown this is your magic Under a motorway, in a very J.G. Ballard sort of way, an encampment where there, there are people living. There, there is really strange graffiti marking the whole wall. What a bizarre place. Who would know this was here? This is like stumbling across some traveler's camp in the desert. And so here, here is the unknown. Here is the real Hackney within inches of this howling traffic. Just another across the road from Victoria Park. Absolutely amazing. split the world into two kinds of people. The people who say, I bet you can't do that in the snow. And the people who walk barefoot. And I, I'm one of the ones who walks barefoot. I went out in the snow. Left virgin footprints in the snow, man. Walked around the housing estate. Night time, you know, with thousands of snowflakes floating through the sky. And in the morning, I put on my shoes. Mm -hmm. 